Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hi, I'm Max. And I'm Skylar. Recently, we decided to start watching Bob's Burgers to see what it was all about. And it didn't take us long to become completely obsessed with the show. But one of the things we love the most about the show is the brilliant end credit sequences. Which is why we created this podcast. Each week, we're going episode by episode to talk about the elaborate end credits. We're excited to have you join us right here on Bob's Credits. We'll make sure the Bob's Burgers end credits get the credit they're due. All right! Chip chip a manatory napkins. Oh, remember? Wow, great start. That is how you kick <laughs> off a podcast. It reminds me of when your coworkers were sending you off to Tough Mudder and they called you Maxi Pad. Yeah, well, as a child who grew up with the name Max and was both a tween and a teenager and a college student. Let me tell you that that was not the first time I was called Maxi Pad in my life. <laughs> so, Mandy, I get you. New character intro. To this day, yeah. my friend Jackie from college still calls me Maxi Pad. Okay, that is so 90s. I know. A rude, <laughs> sexist, rude. JK, Jackie, I don't really know who you are. Love you. We have some exciting news. First and foremost, if you are confused by Patreon and you are an Apple listener, an Apple podcast listener, we have just launched subscriptions. So you can get all of our bonus episodes right in your Apple podcast feed. You don't have to go anywhere. All you have to do is pull up Bob's credits on your app on your podcast app and click subscribe for $4.99. You get two extra episodes a month. And there's a free trial to, to try it out. And it's very simple. Yeah. Just tap a button or two and you're all set up and you can decide if you want to keep listening to us. We do all sorts of fun bonus episodes. More recently, we did the evolution of Mr. Ambrose. We do deep dives into all the Boss Burgers characters and we're slowly going through all of them. And that's going to keep coming. And they're a lot of fun. They're really fun. Also, you get the whole back catalog, all our trivia episodes, all of our showdowns, like just fun stuff. So if you want more episodes and Patreon has been overwhelming to you, subscribe on Apple Podcast. But speaking of Patreon, if you want all the stuff that comes with Patreon, we have a free trial going on over there for our regular customer tier. It's a seven-day free trial. If you've been hesitant about trying it out because you're not sure if you want to, this is a great chance to do it. Yep. Patreon.com slash Bob's credits is where you sign up for it. Speaking of Patreon, we have a couple new Patreon subscribers to thank, and we have to burger pun their name. Let's do it. First up, 
Thank you so much, Yavita. Moving forward, you will be known as the Papaya Pita Burger. Like a pita bread? Yeah. Oh, I love it. With a little sweetness in there. I, Bob would love that. Yeah. And joining you, Jill Jablonski, moving forward, you will be known as the Dill Pekonski Burger. Yum. Totally yum. Yum. Both yum burgers. I would order both. Thank you to the two of you for joining us. We love ya. We hope you're enjoying all those bonus features over there on Patreon. But if you'd like to have your name Burger Punt here on the show, even if you don't, as we mentioned, go check out our Patreon, patreon.com slash Bob's Credits. Skylar Harrison Miller, would you like some Skylar Sides, aka Max's Munchies, aka The Fun Facts, before The Fun Facts, please? Dish it, girl. Please. Would you, would I, you like That was it, very please? polite. If, I like, yes, yes, more, and thank you. More pleases at the end of questions. Like, <laughs> questions can be forceful sometimes. Yeah, it's true. Like when someone texts you, do you have a minute to talk? You're like, please. Rude. Yeah, that's rude. Don't tell yeah. me what it's about. Don't tell me. I can't tell you if I've got a minute if I don't know what it's about. But a please is also nice at the end of that question. I agree. Give please a chance. <laughs> Not so much a fun fact uh-huh. as a little discussion we're going to have here. Oh, you know I, I'm a little chatty Kathy. Love ba- a discussion. Based on something I saw on Reddit. Of course. Who do you want to see? Get a spotlight episode like Rudy in okay. The Amazing Rudy from season 14. Fantastic question. Before you answer, I'm just going to answer some of the, the answers that people brought up in this thread. Okay. I want to say just real quickly that I don't want them to do this too frequently. No. It, it needs to, like, as much as I love The Amazing Rudy and I think it works, it only is going to work for certain characters and if it's limited. Very limited. You can't just be tossing these out. Yeah. No, 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 no. So the person who posted this, Smartmouth314, said they'd love one with Nat or Zeke. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Both have throwaway lines that make their lives sound super interesting. Yes. I agree with both of those. I I really do agree with Z- both of those. Zeke especially for some reason. Uh, he's yeah. a special character. We've gotten some backstory with the bullies, with his bullying we know he's got a, a shaken up family life. We know he's probably moved around a bit because of his accent. And I would love it. Yeah, I think it'd be nice to see a little Zeke life at home. He also just like, he's so positive all the time and he brings so much joy to everyone around him all the time. I want to see what he's like when he's like alone. And I wonder if he gets that support that he gives out back. Yeah. Me you know? too. Me too. I'm very curious about it. It has to come from somewhere unless maybe he doesn't get it there. So he's like, I'm going to put this out into the world because I yes. don't get this at home. But I do think he has a good relationship with either his stepdad or like he's had some throwaway lines where I'm like, oh, that seems like a great step parent relationship. Yeah. But what does he think about at night when he's lonely? You know? Yeah. I want to see who, who does he cuddle with? Who's his pancake? Yeah. You know? Nat, I'm going to say, I don't know that I need a, a separate episode i love nat don't get me wrong no i hear all time greatest side characters but i think part of the fun of nat is the Mm -hmm. mystery Mm -hmm. of her life Mm -hmm. and if we were going to do something i say do a whole spinoff series (laughs) that's kind of like uh nat's 
limo service and she interacts with these different characters you know you could do something fun there that could almost be like a fun youtube series spinoff like five minute episodes of nat in the limo yeah that's on it's um comedians getting coffee in limos with nat oh that i like (laughs) who else i have to say you have to be very very careful with these um and right now zeke is the one who's at the top of my head yeah i think zeke would be be perfect for this but you know what this is gonna be controversial jimmy jr give it a second no i'm not don't you want to know how hard his relationship is with his dad don't you want to see behind the curtain a little bit yeah of course but i also like don't need to really like i get that I don't know. I feel like Zeke's a better, a much better option. Maybe the answer is we don't need any other spinoffs. That's true. We don't have to have that. Um, Zeke or bust. That's my final. Okay. I'm going to read just a couple more Great. answers from people here. We got a, a Jocelyn. I would be fascinated. I'm not sure she has the emotional um, vibrato that could... Like, it's not already established, so you would have to do a lot of work very quickly in a 20-minute episode. Yeah, and you know me. I'm not going to say no to more no, Jocelyn. never. So I'm I'm down with that. Oh, one who I did think of would – I would love to see what Mr. Bronca's life is like. But again, yes. I think he's kind of like Nat. I like the mystery of his yeah. life. Like, I like him just coming up with these, like, lines that he tosses out. And you're like, whoa, you've lived a life, sir. It is the mystery of it. Yeah. and And that's the same thing, like – we don't want our favorite side characters showing. If Nat was in every single episode, it wouldn't be special. Yeah. You know, so there is a balance that the writers have to play with. Some other ones here. Mr. Fish Odor. I say no, because again, I like some of his mystery and like- We even, also get a lot. Yeah. Even the episode where he- the. Which Island, the one from season 14. Yeah. I love Mr. Fisher. I can't get enough of him. And I didn't enjoy that episode as much. Mm-hmm. It was too much into okay. his world, you know? The jury's still out for me. Okay. I, I might have to give it a, another watch or two, but we'll see. Gail, I say no. Speedo guy, no. We don't need more. Mystery. Yeah. Yeah. And the by the way, our evolution of Speedo Man, we learn so much about him if that's like an episode you want to listen with the free trial you don't even have to commit but if you want to like we know so much about his life by just like piecing one-liners together yeah that that bonus episode we really like we were so surprised at how much like i know this human he's given us in like single lines throughout the se- the course of the series so we I do al- know a lot about him i also have a theory that speedo guy is teddy's love child yeah i'm not gonna say anything more Anyway, keep going. Yeah, no, I think that's good. I, my vote is for Zeke, but I'd love to hear if you want to comment in our carousel for this on episode Instagram. on Instagram. Yeah. Who you think would make for a very good spinoff, like Amazing Rudy episode and why? I am Zeke or nothing. That's yeah, my vote. I'm with you on Zeke. Yep. You ready to play a little Bob Hunter Max Bun? I'm so ready. This week we are doing burgers. Back to the OG. Are you ready for your first pun, Skylar? Yes. The water caress me down burger. Bob's. Max. Come on. Sublime song? That is very Max. (laughs) 
The Three Beats to the Wind Burger. Max. Bob. Oh no, this is horrible. The Boulevard of Artichokin Dreams Burger. Oh, Max. Yes. Sad. The Just When I Thought I Was Kraut, They Pull Me Back In Burger. Max. Was it because I did the fist clench? Yes. The 1,000 year. <laughs> How many years is a president elected for? How many 1, terms? 1,000 years. years. What we do in the shadows, everyone. Love it. Not a bad showing. You started off a little rough and uh, you came back and saved the day. It was pretty bad. I'm ready to move on. Yep. Should we get into this episode? Yes, because it is a Christmas episode. It is. I should have done Christmas puns. Whoops. Whoops. Skylar, can we have the title and synopsis for Season 9, Episode 10, please? The title is Better Off Sled. It's winter break and Ocean Avenue hasn't seen this kind of snowfall, well, ever. The Belcher kids have one thing on their mind, sledding on the perfect hill in the park. But plot twist, stupid Logan with his stupid teenager friends and their stupid snowballs are staking out their claim on the turf. How will the kids reclaim their hill? Rudy has a great idea, and it has to do with his cousin Mandy. Meanwhile, Linda decides to knit three scarves for the kids two days before Christmas, and Bob eventually has to step in to help. This episode came out on December 9th, 2018. It was written by Holly Schlesinger and directed by Ian Hamilton. Fun fact, I'm just going to go right in. Wow. Based on the original cover art for the the script cover art, Tyree Dillahay was actually initially slated to direct this episode. Oh. I don't know why the change up, but there we go. A little shuffling around. Yep. I think he directed the last episode, if I'm... If I remember correctly, the last episode we recorded, oh, so remember. maybe they just got shuffled around. I don't know. Yeah, absolutely. So we have ourselves a Christmas episode. Um, I was reading an AV article, a review, when this initially came out, and they made a good point that this is the least Christmassy Christmas episode. We have the little Christmas tree moment opening presents on Christmas Day at the end of this episode, but this is more of a winter break episode yes how did it feel to you yes uh and obviously like the nutcracker stuff is very christmasy it is yes the nitcracker stuff yes the nitcracker yeah it is it is probably the least christmas it's not focused it's not centered around christmas as much as the other ones are right sure it doesn't have a santa plot or a christmas Christmas tree tree thief yes or a christmas tree lost on a drive up a giant hill Spoiler alert, I loved 2023's Christmas episode. Yes. I love this episode, though. You do? I I do, yeah. I enjoy it. Oh, good. Yeah. I'm so glad. I think it's a great A story, B story combo. Like, I love when the kids are off doing things and Bob and Linda get into their own shenanigans at the restaurant. Well, it's actually very similar to last week's episode. The kids are at the school, and Bob has ordered his mini coat racks. You're right. But now, Linda has gotten in above her head. Yeah, I love the monotony of these B stories. Like, I really do. Like, this is like stuff we all do. 
we all like Linda, we're like, we all take on these hobbies that we think we're going to be great at. And then it gets like kind of shelved. And then you find it later. You're like, oh, I was going to do that. And then you pull it out again. It's very relatable. It's so relatable. It's so Linda. And I have this problem that Linda does. Like, I'll just make the stakes so much higher than they need to be instead of being like, I'm going to start knitting for pleasure. I'm like, I'm going to start knitting. I'm going to knit my children's scarves. They are going to love me more because I made you're, them these handmade scarves. Yeah, you're like, I'm going to knit, start knitting. I am going to make all of our clothes for the rest of our lives. We don't have to ever yeah. or, or clothes. Wear. I'm, don't worry, I got this covered. Yeah, <laughs> anything, I take things too any, far. Yeah, anything less is failure. Yeah, I'll give you some <laughs> examples. I wanted to start embroidering. So I was going to embroider a full set of Christmas linens and napkins for all of our friends. Like I was going to give gift your sister a set of these napkins, my mom a set, us a set. Did anyone get a set? No, I didn't even learn how to embroider. Another example, I have always wanted to make Christmas cookie tins for everyone and send them. So I was planning to do it a couple years ago. Not to mention it's extremely expensive. The packaging material, the cookies, and um, shipping. So then I went on New York Times and I found these cookies that were not only – they're not like chocolate chip cookies. They're like Rothko-inspired art cookies. And there's like dried rose petals. And it was like absolutely nuts. And so then I never sent anything it's great i mean i get i've done the same thing i've gotten like a a beat machine yeah and spent about a week and a half making a single beat and then stopped but i was like when i got it i was like We're, i'm gonna make all the beats you were like this is my gonna, life uh, yeah i'm i'm gonna be um uh jay-z by the time this is over so I true don't, I, don't, I don't know if jay-z makes beats but <laughs> 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 who's someone that makes beats um benny blanco well, Dr. Dre Dr. literally Dre, makes Dr. Beats. Dre, ma- yeah. Um, TM. TM. And it's still sitting on your desk. It's taking up about an eighth of your whole desk, and you haven't touched that thing for three the years. The dust. Well, I, I like, come I'm and dust make, it every I'm once I'm going to make beats life. for this podcast. We're going to have <laughs> new theme music, all this stuff. Nope. It did not happen. So while we're on the B story, let's just go full in. Mm-hmm. I love everything that we just said about Linda. I love her knitcracker fantasies. I love the dreams she has about it, being strangled by a scarf. Linda has some Christmas dreams, let me tell you. Our girl does. She really does. I feel a little bit bad for Bob in this episode because he's being so supportive and he literally like saves her butt and like makes two scarves. And I love the end. I love the reveal of, like, the kids fight over the wonky scarf because it tells a story. And I love that about kids. And it just makes me so happy. But Linda's, like, kind of mean to Bob about it. And Bob just, like, picked up knitting, like, so fast. And, like, nobody cares. I care. I care, too. I care, too. You're you're not just a burger genius. You could knit our clothes for the rest of our lives, Bobs. I, Bobs. I think Bobs. you have this idea that clothes are like all knit, uh, all knitwear. Yeah. 
like is that a seventies. Is that not what? No, it, is that not what happens here? Okay, I'm not wearing knit clothes for the oh, rest of my am life. I? I guess so. Okay. <laughs> so, am I overly sensitive, or do you? <clears throat> I feel as every time we watch this episode about this kind of like sadness for Bob. I think you're overly sensitive. So you weren't feeling like, ouch, Bob got the short end of the stick. Not really. I mean, I get it, but it's funny. Okay. No, I, I think it's funny. I'm I think like, giving your kids scarves anyway for Christmas is mean. It's the ties uh, for children. Your kids don't want scarves on Christmas. I'm sorry. All right. I will give you a really fun, fun fact while we're on this B story. In the third act, the last shot we are in the restaurant. Guess what? What? The ice cream machine is not dented. Oh, no. Would you like to see? A mistake? A mistake. Whoops. Whoops. They shouldn't even have the ice cream machine not dented in, like, the files. I know. I don't know how <laughs> animation works, yeah. but... We'll oh, put this in here's the carousel. So we'll put this in the carousel on Instagram. Go follow us. Bob's it's, credits. It's a good little detail. It's on threads, too, by the way. Bob's yeah. credits. So this B story, A++++++. Let me talk about the visuals of this episode because i really adore them the first shot of the episode is just this snow scene it's we one get, of the best ocean avenue um seymour's bay like panoramics yeah. bird's eye view we get several of those and it is so special it's like <gasps> i love this town so much so i really like that and then the decorations inside the restaurant which the b story takes place in are on Point. We got the tinsel. We have cut out snowflakes. We have really cute Christmas lights. It is just A plus, and I just want to go and hang in that restaurant with that family. Yeah, I I do too. I don't know if you knew this, but my mom was a big knitter and used to knit everything. Used to knit scarves for people, and you would have had a ton of scarves that you would have. Pretend to enjoy wearing on a regular basis. We'd like dig them out of my closet if we went to go see her. Yeah, <laughs> it's like ninety scarves for everyone, and I was like, "Please stop giving people scarves." Scarves in L.A. Yeah, it's like, oh my god, what colors? And were blankets. They? She would make blankets for me, and I'd be like, "This does not. I can't put this. This is out not anywhere. my aesthetic, mom. Yeah, this does not go with my beat machine." What would Doctor Dre think of this blanket, mom? Uh, he'd be so upset. <laughs> Okay, jumping back to this TV show, we mentioned, show. we mentioned the opening with all the beautiful landscape yes. shots. Voiceover, we've got Olsen Benner's back, yep. Pamela Adlon, one of our favorites. Um, obviously, this is before Olsen Benner's Nicole Byer started doing her voice, I think, in the movie. So we got Pamela Adlon back. Love you. Love you. Do you want to talk about the voice of Mandy? Yeah. We spoke about her earlier. Same voice as Nat. Jillian Bell is back. And you can tell it's Jillian Bell, but it's mm -hmm. a different performance than that. It totally is. <laughs> it makes me laugh every time she does her um, little softball throws. It's so funny. So let's refresh everyone's memory. Logan is pelting the kids. The first snowball thrown is in a nine-year-old child's face. And I was like, oh, no, you didn't, Logan. Yeah. What the hell? Logan, you little bastard. Yeah. So this this one hill, the kids want to sled down, and Logan and his little buddies have taken it over and they're they're throwing snowballs at each other, but once these kids start sledding down, the kids are getting massacred. 
the first snowball is in Louise's face. That is so not okay. Don't snowballs hurt? Yes. Like, do you remember the Office episode? Yes, I love that episode. Where Jim and Dwight are throwing snowballs at each other. That looks painful. And don't they start bleeding? (laughs) They do, but someone puts like rocks in them and some have ice in them. It's just the snowballs have gone too far, people. Yeah. So Rudy has this great idea. Let me call in my cousin, the softball player. Let me cry in my cousin. Mm-hmm. I love that they have kind of re- matching red hair. Rudy doesn't have like full-on red hair, but she does. Let me talk about Mandy's pony. Yes. That is a ponytail. That is a girl who is going to be on the volleyball team with that pony, going to be on the softball team. No strayaways. That pony is going to stay in place. Yep. For a whole session of sports, whatever they're called, quarters, whatever. Compared to the Kim Wexler pony from Better Call Saul, what do you rate it on a scale of one to Kim Wexler? They're different characters. You can't put them... I know, but the Kim Wexler pony is the ultimate pony, I think. I mean, if you want to get deep about Kim Wexler's pony, I do not know a single woman, especially not a lawyer who curls her pony like that. If you don't know Better Call Saul and Kim Wexler, we'll put a picture of Mandy's pony and Kim Wexler's pony side by side in the carousel. Yeah. You go look at right now. So it's a, it's odd to me. And only because I love Kim Wexler, maybe one of my favorite TVs, specifically female characters on TV ever. So that's why I give grace to the ponytail. But I've never seen a woman wear a ponytail like that unless it's at a sock hop in Greece. So she mastered it, though. She did. On a scale of one to Kim Wexler. Ten. Kim Wexler. Is Kim Mandy's Wexler. Pony. Because this ponytail, you know, when you're writing, when you can tell a story by one detail and no dialogue, no exposition dump, that's when I appreciate what you've done with the character. And that ponytail says sports girl. I love that. Yes. That's brilliant. I didn't even think about that. Well, but you're pony- right. It was like subconsciously fed to me yes exactly yeah you're like i know this i know this girl yeah of course she's on the volleyball ball team too she's a spiker is that a position yeah i'm pretty i'm pretty sure don't get me going on my volleyball rant oh now you have to why because why no that's my rant oh (laughs) why volleyball why volleyball we like we have a school right by us and they play volleyball all the time outside and it looks so painful like i'm like why are you making these like i get it if you're competitive and it's your life's dream and desire and it fills you with purpose but why are you making these kids who could give a shit about volleyball smack this ball with their inner arms why this sounds very personal (laughs) is there a story there (laughs) i I didn't enjoy it enjoy it (laughs) there it is that makes sense (laughs) Okay, so we mentioned that Logan is back. So Kurt Braunholler is Braunholler. Brown, I, Braunholler. I don't know how to pronounce his last name. Um, is back as Logan Bush. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry for butchering your last name, Kurt. I know you're listening to this. There's so many names you are yeah. saying right now. One thing I did notice in this A story is that some of Logan's buddies get little like line here and there. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But besides Rudy and Daryl, so mm-hmm. Aziz Ansari is also back for, I think, like one line he has. Yeah. These other kids, who I feel like we've never seen before, don't get any They're like- They're pretty silent. Yeah. I was I was noticed that. I was like, these kids do not say a single word. I bet we've seen them in classrooms. Yeah, probably. But I'll, I do- I'll post the silent kids in our carousel too. Yeah. 
I do love having Rudy and Daryl there. I love that the kids are hanging out with them on their winter break. I love that it's winter break. Your world is so small when you're a kid, so it's like, wow, it's snowing on our winter break. Like, let's all get together. Like, I just, I love it. And I love Rudy's outfit, like, also plays into his character. He looks like a little baby. Rudy's outfit is so, it, yeah, it reminds me of Maggie Simpson's star snow yes. outfit almost. He's just like, it's just this, like, giant onesie. Snowsuit. Yeah, snowsuit. The only thing that would make it better was what if it was, like, knitted. <laughs> That would not be great for snow. No, it would not be. It would very not be very absorbent. warm. Yes. It would get a lot you would get a lot of snow in places that Mandy doesn't want to get snow. You know who would wear a knitted snowsuit? Me. Aunt Gail. Yes. A that makes sense. Hundred percent. I want to talk about the through line of the A story. I love it. I love that it's a sledding story. I love that it's like the underdogs taking on a very clear antagonist. The AV Club was not happy about Teddy being in this episode. And they thought that the through line was a little convoluted. It was like, Louise wants Teddy to plow the snow so that Logan can't play there, but that then takes away her ability to sled. And... Then it snows, and then they go back to sledding. How did you feel about the through line? Did it work for you? Yeah, I was questioning that too, honestly. And I, I oh, good to know. Yeah, yeah, well, it was kind of in my head at a certain point. You know, I let stuff slide. I know we overanalyze stuff on this show because we love it so much. But that, you know, sometimes I'm like, it's a cartoon. I don't have to like care that much. But yeah, that did pop in my head, and it also pops in my head is like why Teddy is so scared about plowing this snow. Are you kidding me? I would. Driving my truck on a public park, I would be shitting my my knitted onesie. Eh, eh. You know me, risk taker. I was just about to say, we just had a fight about closing the window last night because you didn't want to do it differently. <laughs> I am I am the ultimate risk taker, if you know me. I would take all the risks. I will um disobey all the rules. That's my husband. Yep, I'm I'm wild. Quickly before we go back to was this convoluted or not. Teddy's coat, A plus 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 plus. Winter, the winter attire is phenomenal. Yes, I love the kids in their mittens always. I'm also down to hear about any of Teddy's past trauma. So the Eagle Scout Ricky, who was pelting him with snowballs, I I really liked learning that about Teddy. I did. I love the moment where it just like kind of like zooms out on him slowly with just like these imaginary snowballs hitting him in the face and him. It's it's such a good moment in the episode. Something to talk about with his therapist for sure. One day over on Patreon and Apple subscribers, we're going to do the evolution of Teddy and it's going to be probably like a six hour episode, it feels like, but I cannot wait to do the evolution of Teddy over there. That sounds so fun. Maybe we'll have to like enlist some willing participants to gather some Teddy tidbits. I, can, I already know a few who will probably sit down and do it yeah. right now on our in our Discord. <laughs> Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices 
down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements. Featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Um. Okay, so let's go back. You organically felt like, okay, why is this happening? Like, okay, I'll go along with it. Am I reading that correctly? Yeah, kind of. It, I wasn't like... But I then was, you let it go. Yeah. I was watching it passively because sometimes that's how you watch cartoons. And it all worked for me. But if I stopped to think about it, I was like, okay, I, I'll i give them that. And it reminded me of the Roll Her, I Hardly Know Her episode. I felt so guilty for saying that the plot was convoluted. But it was. Mm -hmm. And I think what makes a perfect episode is really trusting and believing every single plot point and decision. I still can't get behind what Courtney's father was pitching to Gene, why Gene, what he was pitching to Gene, why he should give his best friend diarrhea. I understood his goal, but it was too convoluted to me. It, it wasn't clear enough. And I think it is okay to be critical of episodes because then when they do an episode and it is pitch perfect and it's 100%, you can appreciate it that much more. Well said. Anything else about this? Oh, this I do story? have another I fun fact. Before Louise calls Teddy to pitch the plan, not to pitch the plan, to make sure he's going through with the plan, Linda says, it's time to go to bed, kids. And according to fandom, what audio is playing on the TV is the same audio from the Alex Sleepover episode where they're watching the Cacti documentary. I went to check and to fact check, and I don't know how y'all's ears are good enough. I have no idea, but apparently that's what's up. Okay. Yeah. I'll, I'll trust it. I believe everything I read on the internet. Oh, same. That won't lead to the fall of our democracy. Oh, it hasn't already. 
One more thing I wanted to talk about. Once again, fandom says that the title is based on Better Off Dead. Now, to me, Better Off Dead is just a phrase. It's a um, John Cusack movie. But it's also a John Cusack movie, but the plot is not the same. No. And so I would argue it's not based on the movie because I'd never heard of the movie. And if you haven't, you are about to go on a wild ride. Would you like me to yes. read you the short synopsis of this wackadoodle movie? I just want, I do, because if you don't know it, you should hear it. But yes. this is what I think of every time I hear this title. I know this okay. movie. And so then you, I love a young John Cusack movie. I mean, come on. I like it more than say anything. Okay. Are we ready? After his girlfriend ditches him for a boorish ski jock. Okay, so we have some sledding ski situation going on. Lane decides that suicide is the only answer. Cheery. However, his increasingly inept attempts bring him only more agony and embarrassment. And then the last line of this person's summary is, filled with the wildest teen nightmares. (laughs) Makes you want to watch it, doesn't it? What? It's so weird. Yes. So weird. We should watch it. Oh, we absolutely should. Yeah. And then the poster's all, like, cheeky and fun. Yeah. It's like suicide. <laughs> I do want to say one last thing about just, like, the resolution of the episode. Yes, please. I love when Louise shows a little bit of heart, and she can't let Logan just absolutely get pummeled here yes. at the very end. And she saves him, quote, unquote. Like, she's she she does a Louise save. Is what I'll call it. And it needed to be a Louis save. Yes. Not a good Samaritan save. Yes. It's perfect that like she gives him a little head start. But that's it. That's it. You, you're you on your own now. You know, yeah. I just, I'm absolved of the guilt, my guilt in this situation. Yeah. We should do the evolution of Logan's mom. She stole a muffin pan from William Sonoma. That is a oh. ballsy move. Yeah. That would be a fun one too. I don't think I could ever. so many characters to do. They are always watching you at Williams-Sonoma. I don't think that's possible. But anyway, I love the resolution. All the female sports teams come together and they stand at the top of that peak. And it's, I told Max, I was like, this is a Barbie movie moment. Oh, yes. It felt like the Barbie movie. Absolutely. How many ponytails did you count in there? I don't, I don't know. I should go back. uh, I keep mentioning the carousel, but I'll post the lineup, mm-hmm. and you can go in there and count them yourself, everyone. Girl power, no mans. I'm sensing a theme with Jillian Bell characters yes. on this show. Should we get any end credits? Yeah, let's do okay. it. The last moment before the end credits is that moment we were just talking about where the scarves are revealed and the kids actually dig Linda's version, not to be confused with Taylor's version. And if you are wondering if the kids' ornaments... From the bleakening episode are on the Christmas tree. They are honey buns. Uh-huh. Don't you worry. Yeah, it's creepy, but it tells a story. The other two just look like Graham Graham bought them at a store. A boring scarf store. Um, I wouldn't say it was boring. It's just they a... love my scarf, Bob. Yeah, they do. You know what this means? I'm better at knitting than you. I knew it. Stick to burgers. Oh my god. I made it. I made that. It's no bob and sledding. Okay, Skylar, tell me what happens as we leave the delightful comfort of the Belcher living room on Christmas morning and go into the end credits. We are in the classic kitchen end credit sequence. Linda is in a pink tutu out front, 
And the kids and Bob are in the window looking at her. It looks like they're drinking hot cocoa. Oh, I did not notice that. I will say one of my favorite lines of this episode was in the beginning when Jean's trying to get the marshmallow from the bottom of the cup. That is so relatable as a kid. Like, you got to get all of them, and they're really teeny. Yeah, you don't leave those marshmallows in there. No, 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 no. no. And then we have Linda dancing. And just to preface this, all of the dancing is half ballet, half Linda getting down. We also have a niche cracker appear. Now, can you see, I, is it textured so it's knit? Oh, that's a good question. I think it kind of is. Okay. I feel like it is. That would make sense. I me. love that the kids are sipping on cocoa, watching their mother. Yeah. Do you think they could see the knit cracker? Or do you think that's all in Linda's head? I think this would be a real one of those classic comedic moves where in their head, someone's doing like a really cool fight and then you do a harsh cut to a different perspective and it's like really lame yeah yeah okay so linda in her head is doing these incredible ballet moves with an actual nutcracker and what they see is just linda doing her i guess dance from the bleakening her little uh, rave dance yeah and then we get this song just so good yeah but like just like a generic rock song kind of like a Chugging yes. guitars and snowball and sledding and snowball and sledding. Snowball and sledding. We're going to get some other lyrics there too, but for now, let's uh, see what else Linda and this nitcracker get into. The Nickcrackers dance moves are very limited. Pretty arm, much has one arm. move, arm arm kicking the legs. Yes. Alternating very back and forth. Occasionally move. the the mouth moves like a mm-hmm. nutcracker's mouth would move if mm-hmm. you put a nut in it. Yeah. Do people actually use nutcrackers to crack nuts or are they all just decoration? I feel like we have this conversation every year. Really? Yeah. Oh. I feel like people used to and I feel like the Brits used to. First of all, you got to have like a bowl of walnuts, and I don't know what it really has. It's great, but I don't like, and that's like such like a messy situation for such a little reward. I like it. I think it's great too, but I'm just saying, like, if you're hosting, yeah, and you've got a bowl of walnuts, better have a dice. You got this like this nutcracker that is not built for purpose and more for decoration. I feel like you're going to get nutshells everywhere. Yeah. Something to discuss on another day. Yep. I need like a whole like evolution of the Nutcracker episode for that. Talk to me about some of Linda's dance moves here. Like I said, she goes between elegant ballet moves and then like getting down. So she'll do like a second position, like a plie, like a a squat and is like grooving. And then she'll do like a pirouette. And when she's down... Doing the groove in the second position squat, it really reminds me of the of the Shake It Off music video when Taylor Swift is in that tutu. Linda's version. Linda's version, full circle. And then she kind of puts her hands in the air. It's it it moves back and forth. What delights me and tickles me about the ballet moves is the physics of it are just really wrong. Like, she does this, like, pirouette moving to her right, and, like, it's just, like, not possible to do that. Like, you would move to the left. So the physics of it are, like, so wrong and weird, (laughs) but I love it. And, like, 
you know, Linda's not a professional dancer, so she's not going to be doing the right moves in her head. But, like, there's just some physics stuff that's just, like, literally not possible, and it makes it more endearing. Totally. She's so fun to watch yeah. throughout this. I just want to point out that I just noticed, because in where we paused it, Linda squat down so I can see the kids more. Yeah. And what they're wearing is they're all wearing the scarves. Oh, so Louise, shut up. Yeah, Louise has the tattered purple one, and then Jean and Tina are wearing the ones that Bob made. The blue and the pink. Which is so, so sweet and just... I had... is going to affect my scoring for these credits for sure. For sure. Yeah. And I truly had no clue they were sipping cocoa. And you know what? Linda's on a high because she just figured out that she's the most amazing knitter ever. Um, So just watching your mother do this in the kitchen... I want to say their stove wasn't working, so they're like, let's go down and have some hot cocoa downstairs. I'll make some breakfast. What is Mother doing? And let's see what Mother does to finish up these end credits. What'd you say? Quadruple pirouette, Linda. Okay. Okay, so as a ex-professional ballet dancer, what would you rate uh linda's quadruple pirouette at the end there a 10 10 like the fact that she just got a quadruple pirouette out of no momentum literally breaks the laws of physics so 10 if anyone could break the laws of physics it's linda <laughs> it is, it is. let me read to you those lyrics that aren't snowballs or sledding okay santa cover your delicate eyes mandy's arm is gonna save the day Mom made a scarf that looks like a sad tie, but it's nice and it's only her best. <laughs> but is nice and is only her best? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. The Santa cover your eyes is a line from the episode, one of Louise's lines. So I love that detail. Should we score them? Yeah. We score on a scale of one to ten H's at the end of Tina's uh. uh... Do you want to go first or you want me to go first? You go first. I'm going to give these... A solid 8.5. I'm going to go higher. Really? I'm going to do a 9. Okay. Um, I love a Christmas morning scene. Doesn't get more family sweet than that. The scarves put it up there. The song I really like. The hot cocoa is really sweet. Yeah, 8.759 for me. Yeah, I was going to give it an 8. The scarves bumped it up to an 8.5 for me. I'm not as into the song as you seem to be. I, something about it screams to me like, I don't know, like, maybe it's just like kind of like the generic guitar riff that, yeah, yeah, that yeah. does it for me. And then just having like two or three words No, repeated. I get it. It just reminds me of the song that the kids would write and it, it makes me want to bop. So Again, when we critique these, this is a hundred thousand times better than any other shows and credits. It's yeah. just we know when the detail is put into these end credits, what a 10 is mm-hmm. in our in our books mm-hmm. and so that's why it's just like a little bit under for me yeah i hear you but they're phenomenal Love don't get em. me wrong i could watch these on repeat all day I maybe do. not all day but oh god no that's torture <laughs> yeah now give me a quick sentence where does this christmas episode fall on your christmas episode scales scale i, I guess somewhere in the middle it kind of gets like lost in the mix for me honestly yeah I forget uh, that it's a Christmas episode. Under or over Mailey Linda Christmas? I'm going to have to come back to that when we cover that one. Yeah, let's because, put a pin in it. Because it's been so long mm-hmm. since I've really given Mailey Linda Christmas a chance. 
I agree. I can't say just yet. I do like that it's like Christmas Eve-ish. I love a Christmas Eve moment. Yeah, let's come back to it. Okay. Those are the end credits to Better Off Sled. Thank you, everyone, for listening. We've said all we need to say. We'd still love to see you over on Patreon or subscribe to Apple Podcasts. There's those free trials that we mentioned at the top of the episode. Other than that, is there anything you want to say before we get out of here? By the time this comes out, we will have released our latest YouTube video. We go to the real Bob's Burgers. And it was me and Max's first experience like vlogging, trying food on camera. It was the most delightful shit show. We had so much fun. I think you will like it. So check it out. Yeah, please go watch it. Uh, uh, the link will be in the description of the podcast. Yep. Anything else you want to say before we get out of here? No, I'm I'm ready for lunch, baby. Oh, stay saucy. Oh, there you go. Yeah. <laughs> Keep feeding her the line. Keep feeding her the line. Keep feeding her the line. She'll get it eventually. Bye. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.